Okay, welcome everyone. I'm Brian. And I'm Mike. And this has got our attention. Uh, this week, Mike is remote, so he'll be uh, speaking to us over the phone. Hello. Uh, Mike, uh, let's uh, just start off. What have you been playing this week? Well, uh, this week, I haven't been playing a whole lot. Uh, I got to play a little bit on Sunday. I checked out uh, Satisfaction. Uh, it's like a automation, a first-person sort of shooter. I wouldn't say shooter, but a first-person exploration, survival, uh, in a weird uh, planet-type space thing. Um, I don't know how to explain it yet. I really enjoyed it so far, though. Uh, the automation part has been really cool. Uh, I've only been to play it for about an hour so far. Uh, but things look good. What about you? Sure. Uh, I've been playing a couple of things. Raft, I've probably been playing the most of, uh, mostly because of doing some testing that I've been doing. It's a really great uh, game for doing that because it's kind of chill and lets you relax a little bit in between things while you're looking at other things like your stream. Uh, but I've been having fun with it, too, uh, in its multiplayer. So I can't wait to get you into it, Zycia, uh, as well as maybe even some of our viewers. We'll have to see about that. Uh, in addition, I've been playing just Shapes and Beats. We've had a lot of people that were uh, really excited to see that played. I even had somebody come in that uh, needed help pass the level, and it just so happened to be like one of the few levels that I remember from playing this game <laughs> nice. well over a year ago um, where I knew a couple of like hints and tips of where to go during certain parts of the cycle. So I was able to actually help out a viewer that way. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, I guess uh, we'll go ahead and start getting into the news here. Uh, so the first thing that we saw uh, this week is uh, uh, PlayStation has announced uh, for their 10 or 20th year anniversary and 10 years of PlayStation Plus uh, as a thank you for the support. Uh, they're going to um, they've re they've released a few new games for their PlayStation Plus uh, and the 10th year anniversary is uh, released NBA 2K20 and they also released Rise of Tomb Raider. Uh, the 20th year celebration. Sorry, that's what I meant to say earlier, not 20 years on the PlayStation side. Um, they also released a bonus game, Erica. Um, What's Erica? Oh, Erica? I have heard of that one. <laughs> you may not have heard of Erica. Well, me, <laughs> uh, as many haven't. Um, but basically, Erica is a, a kind of like a mystery game uh, based on actual uh, video that they've recorded. Uh, so it's actually like almost like a playing through a movie. Um, seemed interesting. I haven't actually had a time to, uh, to check it out yet. Um, but as soon as they announced this, uh, which was interesting... Um, of course, Twitter blew up because everyone was already in uh, an upset mode for the games they released uh, because of the fact that some of these games like 2K10 actually was released um, on a sale, I think a few weeks, a few months ago for like two or three dollars. And it's not something that most people would have expected. Along with Tomb Raider, they also got that pretty cheap recently as well. So um, from what most of the tweets that I saw that uh, most people are kind of upset about it. Uh, just the fact that if this is something that they're trying to say, this is a, uh, a thank you for support. Uh, they kind of went really weak on the the two top. And then I would say probably Erica is probably going to be the most interesting game uh, where you can make the decisions based on what you and your outcome changes based on that. But uh, that's that's what uh, they were saying. Yeah, it seems a bummer that uh, they got upset about, you know, getting some games for free. I, I get that NBA 2K20 just recently was on sale and for not too much. But uh, in fact, NBA 2K21 is right around the corner for being released. But I mean, they're also getting free games and, you know, maybe somebody hadn't played Rise of the Tomb Raider yet. And this would be a great way to get them into it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's and that's usually with like that. And even uh, and actually the next thing I'm going to talk about is, is usually how I get a lot of games and get to play them. And it's it's free. I mean, you can't you can't be upset with free. I mean, really. Can't. Yeah. 
Um, I used to also play a lot of Xbox um, and got the Xbox Pass, and they started giving out free games as well. Um, and speaking of Xbox, Microsoft also has decided to uh, have a release um, with a thing called a Summer Games Festival. Uh, similar to we talked about Steam uh, last week or a few weeks ago about how Steam was holding a Summer Game Festival as well. Um, and with the times that we have right now, as far as like, you know, coronavirus is you know, pretty much rampant throughout the world. And a lot of things, conventions and such are getting canceled. We talked about PAX having a, an online PAX this year. Uh, looks like Microsoft has done the same thing. And they're holding a online uh, summer games festival, which is going to have uh, what they've mentioned over 60 plus uh, demos um, that you can actually play live with um, uh, different people and the different games that are still being in developed. Uh, yeah, that's, basically uh, something to kind of compete with like E3 or PAX. Yeah, that actually sounds very similar to the PAX online where in replacement of their expo floor that they were working with developers to release demos of games that hadn't been released yet. Uh, and that looks very much like what this news article is talking about with the Xbox uh, games of summer, where they're going to have it, it uh, even says in the article, 75 to a hundred demos, not necessarily all of unreleased games, but a lot of them, uh, 60 plus brand new games. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can get that, uh, that early on access to, to the consumer, especially in the way in the day and the age where we, you know, we don't have car cartridges anymore. Right. And there's no, we're not even really CDs at this point, a lot of digital downloads. Um, it's really great that you can actually get a part of that, especially during that building process to really help your, your consumer have, feel like they have a, an input in something um, to kind of help shape your game. Cause I mean, we all know in the past, there's been plenty of times where, you know, big triple uh, a makers like EA and uh, many others have decided to, they put out like that tweet and they say, we're going to do this in the new game. And then they immediately <laughs> get flack back like, oh, my God, why are you doing said thing? And, uh, and they immediately pull it back. Uh, so it, it's it's a good thing like that. They can at least get that platform out there. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, as long as uh, as long as the demos in the old uh, term of demos, which is that it's a very limited playthrough of it, because, you know, one of the problems that we've had with like early access where. Uh, the entire game is available, but it's just in an early state and doesn't, you know, isn't necessarily full featured or has some bugs in it is that people play through enough of it. And and very much like us with short attention spans, you know, they move on to the next game and they never come back to that game once it's truly released. Uh, so I'm looking forward this to being, you know, short, small, bite sized bits of the game to get just interested in it so that we will come back to it later. Yeah, and I mean, I'll be honest, like some of the best times I've ever had was back in PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 1 era when uh, they used to release those jam packs. I would go to like Walmart and pick them up for like five bucks and it would just be uh, just a slew of different demos. And I think uh, one of the ones that I played the most was probably um, it was a dirt bike game. Uh, I think it was MX Cross or uh, one of those games. But basically it was like a, a two minute demo where you had to he shot you out of the tunnel and immediately hit a jump. And at we, me and my, my brother actually almost broke the game to the point where <laughs> we, we figured out the physics so much that we would come out and we would get like hundreds of thousands of points. And you're only supposed to get like maybe 50,000. And uh, we would just completely break the game. And uh, those are some of the best times I've ever had. So that's uh, it's pretty exciting to see some demos in the store again. Excellent. Good to hear. Uh, what about this Discord thing that I've heard about? 
Yeah. So um, actually, it's funny because uh, we do a lot of Discord um, with our group and then also with right now, we kind of communicate with Discord. Uh, so Discord announced earlier this week that they're going to try to start rebranding. Um, and when I say that, don't get scared. Um, so far, all that's been said is that they're wanting to rebrand to shift away from gaming. Um, the 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 way that Discord has been running so far um, and kind of the way it's come up in the community is is based through gaming. It's just a place to join, uh, kind of replaced like the TeamSpeak servers where you had to really pay. Um, and it's something that kind of took off. Even uh, used Gamebox for a while. And uh, Discord kind of just came out of nowhere and it was still free. You can make your own almost like a community page where you could, you know, meet with your friends and then post articles and different pages and different uh, different things like that. And uh, it seems now what they're doing with the whole uh, shift of everybody kind of wanting to have a place to, to meet, um, especially with the COVID times, um, that they're actually going to try to open up and rebrand as a platform for everyone, not necessarily just gamers. Um, yeah, from an article here. I, I oh, think sorry. that's fantastic uh, because, uh, you know, we, we've been using it ourselves, like I said, to, you know, try to build our community up. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that they were talking about is, you know, being able to increase the number of video calls that they have as well uh, and fix, you know, bugs, things like that. So that, yeah, like people can connect regardless of whether they're gamers, whatever community that they want to build. Right. Actually, one of the, the engage article that I'm reading here, I'll quote them that basically it says, uh, you know, discord said games are what brought as many of you on this platform. And we'll always be grateful for that. The company said, and then today, many of you discord from day to day to communications, you're shot, uh, you sharing thoughts about books, music, and art, creating servers to be yourself and share moments with your friends. Um, so it's basically, you know, they, they definitely sound right now that they're respecting the community for helping them kind of build, um, which is great because, I mean, it, it's something that you can't get away from. I mean, it's, this is kind of like what it's been. But even over the times, like there's a there's a group that I'm a part of right now. It's, it's a socially distancing group, and it was created during this time where um, we have a lot of friends that were gamers and a lot of like tabletop people we used to get together, and we can't do that now. And yeah, uh, it's a I great think, way that we can still communicate. I think that's really important, too, is that this isn't Discord deciding to change how they're going to do their platform. In fact, it's still going to be called Discord, uh, which means basically conversation. Uh, they're actually just recognizing that their product is being used more for gaming. So they're trying to make sure that people know that, hey, we hear you. We hear that you're doing something other besides just gaming discussions on this, that you're using this for other types of communities. Uh, it, it Again, you know, bringing it back to the podcast, this is a fantastic way to bring a podcast community together. You know, if I can signal boost one of the podcasts that I listen to, Generation Conversation, that's with no S on the end, uh, which is a okay. great, uh, great podcast about, uh, you know, two different generations being able to talk together about topics and, you know, show their different perspectives on it, you know, this would give them the ability to create a place for the community that they're building to come together and continue those conversations in a forum type discussion or even uh, with voice or video as well. Right. And just, uh, and, you know, in anything, having that ability to be able to bring in the listener and be able to have that conversation with the listener and then be able to just, you know, talk amongst people who are interested in the same thing. Um, and that's really what, you know, Discord, I think, has recognized as well, that you know, they've really brought a lot of people together. Absolutely. So it's uh, it's one of those things that they want to they definitely want everybody to know that it's just not a gaming thing. Obviously, you know, they, they respect their, their where they came from, but it's uh, it's they're just want to let everybody know. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of like using platforms or products for a little bit different than what they originally intended, I ran across this interesting thing uh, where Animal Crossing News Horizons, uh, there's a lot of people that are actually using it to basically build memorials for uh, lost loved ones. Oh, well. you know, whether, uh, you know, this, uh, one, this one person was talking about having lost her mother and that every time that she logs out, she logs out, sitting down in the stone next to her mother's memorial and that she was walking along and, and thought of this idea because she saw this bright red, uh, bright, bright yellow flower. Uh, and that, and her, she, she remembered how her mom liked those. And so she being an interior decorator had like you know, covered her island with, you know, these flowers of different types and then and has this nice little memorial set up. You know, another person in this article uh, on Polygon, by the way, talks about a memorial to uh, her husband that had passed away early. And it's a great way to have loved ones kind of live on in this game that we're playing. And it was so interesting to listen to this because I was like, I've heard of something like this before, but maybe kind of in the opposite way. And that's when, you know, I looked it up again and, uh, in gadget article back in November 19th, 2007. So 13 years ago, talking oh, wow. about animal crossing on the GameCube, and this all, of course, yeah, this all started. There was a comic that, uh, someone put together that, uh, kind of chronicled, that what had happened for uh, this person who lived in Korea uh, who had bought Animal Crossing and they kind of played it for a little bit and their brother kind of played it for a little bit. Uh, but her mother had polio and also started having multiple sclerosis. And so she introduced her mother to the game being that she couldn't move around as much. And this allowed her to you know, like really engage with her daughter a little bit. Well, her daughter only played it for a little bit longer uh, and stopped playing it. And her mother eventually succumbed to multiple sclerosis and passed away. And uh, her daughter just one day out of a lark logged into Animal Crossing and found out that her mother had continued playing it and continued finding things that she thought her daughter might like and sending her notes and these gifts to her account. And it was really great because it was really like, you know, her mother was still kind of there in such, in a way, very much like these memorials that we're seeing uh, in the newest animal crossing. So it was a really, right. you know, touching thing. Um, it was, it was really interesting to see how regardless of the technology 13 years ago versus today, that it still could be used for some of the similar things. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's great that, uh, especially with, I know Animal Crossing, for one, has been a huge uh, community of people, uh, especially I think I think Nintendo didn't really mean to release it at the, the time, at the perfect time that they did. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's perfect because everybody wants to play and it gives everybody a sense of, of social interaction with people that they don't typically get to do at this point. Uh, so even with that, bringing their little piece of their lives into that virtual reality to have them, you know, be able to like, escape and really just live their, their little, you know, uh, farm life. It's, it's great. Uh, I think that's a, it's pretty awesome. Very awesome. Uh, so in other, <laughs> uh, I guess kind of down news, but not really, uh, we heard a huge announcement today that, uh, Amazon has tweeted out that they're going to start doing a live action new TV series. 
and what new TV series may that be? Um, I am actually pretty excited about this, but what they released was a, um, a little, like little teaser video. Um, all it showed was the Bethesda logo, um, sort of the, the shimmering, uh, scrolling of a TV flickering. And then <laughs> after that, all you saw was please stand by, uh, which is the, the total, you know, here's fallout. Here we are. <laughs> We're going to start having a fallout TV show. And that's pretty much all that we know. Um, there's been some rumors going around. Apparently it's, um, going to be involved with, uh, Westworld creators, um, that they're actually the ones behind this. So uh, Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan are apparently the ones going to be working this um, along the sides with Bethesda. Uh, so all we really know at this time is it's going to be an Amazon Prime original. They're going to they're gonna obviously have, um, I would hope, some sort of storyline. But the only thing that concerns me um, with everything is um, typically Fallout's not really one that has a protagonist. Um, so I'm curious to see how they kind of spin that up. Um, especially with the last game being, you know, based on online and not really having any NPCs or any type of story. And they kind of slowly put that in there. Um, I'm hoping this isn't really another Bethesda cash grab, which potentially could be part of that. But I'm hoping that, you know, with uh, the Westworld creators uh, there, they can potentially, uh, you know, capitalize on this market that we've seen, you know, game uh, games turn into like huge series like The Witcher, you know, from Netflix. And, well, I mean, uh, and, I mean, you're talking about the people who made Westworld and uh, you should go back and watch the original Westworld movie. Uh, you talk oh, yeah, about absolutely. a movie that's kind of low on plot and it's just like this robot oh, yeah. goes high, high haywire and starts killing people, you know, and they were able to take that and change that into the Westworld series and then bring in a lot of you know, moral quandaries and, you know, like what is life, you know, and, you know, what's the meaning of it and what qualifies as something being alive. And they're able to do that from that source material. I'm pretty confident that they'll be able to do something with Fallout. Yeah, I mean, especially with the the actual Westworld original movie it was based on just the park and then how they kind of took that and expanded on the, the world in a sense of what's, you know, it's not just Westworld. There's, you know, there's other worlds out there that, um, that they exist and the scientists behind it and all. So, yeah, I mean, I think they'll do a good job. Um, I just hope, you know, Bethesda doesn't get too much involved wanting, you know, as much as what they want in the game or in the movie <laughs> or the show or whatever it would be. Um, but also right now, there's also other games to mention it too, or other shows, because um, it's been announced recently that HBO um, has rights for The Last of Us. Um, they haven't really talked about that much yet, but it's uh, it's in it's in the works, uh, along with uh, oh, Showtime, who's got... Uh, he's last, got Halo up. Last of Us? Well. That sounds like the wrong thing to do with the uh, current state of being where with we have enough people with isolation and and uh, uh, people getting angry over small things. Uh, yeah, I mean, it may be another another uh, like Mr. Robot where things happen and then all of a sudden here we are in the real world seeing the same type of thing. Uh, Except but, now it's know, the we'll opposite. See what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, the but other... Looking forward to that. Yep. The other big story that we have, or at least last large story that we have, something that broke probably, uh, I think it was about four hours ago. Ubisoft has actually announced that they are throwing their hat into the Battle Royale ring. And uh, Yay. <laughs> yeah, you say that. Another like, Battle Royale. And it's like, what new can they bring to this? And they've got some kind of cool ideas, it sounds like, um, where they have... The concept is, is that you're doing a battle royale. Uh, it's 100 people divided into teams of three. I don't think that uh, they've been taught math yet. That'd probably be 99 is a little bit better for that. Um, but they are 
all battling out like a battle royale in a virtual reality world that is based off of Paris. So one of the new things there is that instead of having like, you know, uh, areas where you have fields and bushes and trees and forests, and then you have some areas with buildings and stuff like this, this entire area is going to be urban. It is going to be uh, close in buildings, tall buildings like Paris, you know, a lot of verticality. There's going to be jump pads where you're jumping up and you're going to be able to double jump. They're going to be able to, since it's virtual reality, play with the concept of weapons. Uh, they're going to have, you know, the standard weapons that we're used to, but they're also going to have, you know, plasma type weapons and energy type weapons and some more exotic things like that. Also, it sounds like what they're trying to do is very much what League of Legends did to Dota, which is taking a popular, more complex game and pulling away some of the complexity and making it a little bit more user friendly and more open for the masses. And they're doing stuff like that. Uh, instead of, you know, picking up a weapon and picking up modifications for it, scopes or picking up, you know, modifications for your armor. Instead, uh, if you have a particular weapon like a shotgun or a sniper rifle, if you see another one laying around or see it in a, in a chest and you pick up another of the same weapon, it, mo it automatically upgrades the weapon that you have. Additionally, they're going okay. to have, uh, you know, special abilities, again, leaning on that virtual reality side of things where it's not the real world so they can play around with stuff. So you can have like, you know, pick up an ability that creates a wall. Uh, very similar to like uh, the building in Fortnite, but instead it's uh, a little bit different where it's like this two to three story wall that suddenly springs up. And because we're in an urban environment with close buildings, it totally blocks off the street, allowing you a means to escape. Uh, and then if, and the, what I've seen of the video, too, is that not only is it an urban environment on the streets, but you can go into the buildings. The uh, windows and doors are clearly marked with this shimmering orange, like uh, not pixelated, but kind of like uh, triangle. Like a glow or an outline or something. Well, it's got a triangles in it, like uh, almost like an unfilled texture. And you're able to break through those. And once you so if you see uh, where it's been broken through, you know, somebody has been in there, they've either stolen everything or they're about to attack you. Uh, but there's stairways to go up in the buildings. So all these buildings are like, you know, fully populated in the inside, similar to like a PUBG, uh, except for a lot more vertical. In addition to that, instead of having a circle that contracts, I mean, they do have, it's a battle royale, royale. Let's be honest here. There's going to be something to force you in towards the middle. But instead of just a plain old circle and just be nebulous of like, okay, what's going on here? Uh, because it's virtual reality, it's basically de-resing everything around you. So at first, some of the textures start becoming corrupted. You can see the triangles and the textures and everything. And, you know, they start to lose color until they're just really like dark gray and black. And then from there, they completely start to disintegrate. So you have a very good visual cue of how far into the circle you are, how far along it is to this disintegration. So how long you can hang out, hang out and fight in there as opposed to moving forward. Uh, lastly, right. one of the changes that they've thrown in there is you don't have to win by defeating the other two teams. When it gets down to the final circle, a crown appears. So you have the option of your team completely eliminating the other two teams 
or you have the option of someone grabbing that crown and your team has to maintain possession of that crown for I think 35 seconds or something along that. And you can end up winning that way by dodging and jumping and using all of these movement mechanics that they've built into this game. Yeah, I mean, I can't say that I'm super excited uh, just for the fact that it's another Battle Royale. I mean, how many more are we going to have? <laughs> uh, it seems like Ubisoft's a little kind of late on the train for that, especially having... Um, of course, I mean, I can't say they've been missing out, really. I mean, with Rainbow Six Siege, they've been, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, making plenty of money based on and that. And for years. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think one of the, the biggest things that I'm going to be looking for in Hyperscape is going to be the fact of uh, what what is different. What's the original factor that's going to keep me wanting to play this you know, over yeah. and over? Um, well, as we saw in Apex, you know, the pinging system was something that no other oh, game had. It was the something communication very simple. was amazing there. Yeah, it, very simple. Don't even have to have a headset on to talk to somebody, but I could use the ping. And then from that, of course, you know, PUBG took it. Fortnite implemented a way to do it. <laughs> so it's it's some of those things that just something like that really small that they potentially could add in. Maybe that crown system you're talking about. Uh, but, it's, you know, who, who knows? We'll see what happens with it. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is, is if you're not sure whether you're going to like it or not, not only did they announce it today, but they announced that it's going to be rele- targeted release for summer 2020. Oh, wait, that's now. Yeah, it's not released now. But what they're doing is they're doing the technical test now that's going to run from July 2nd to July 7th. So it's already in progress. You can jump in there. You can test out that technical test. And then from the understanding is it's not going to be too long after that technical test that they're going to fully release this thing. So we're going from announcement to release probably within a month's time. So pretty amazing that they kept it under wraps for this long. I was going to say they must have had to keep it under wraps at that point. Then, So, yeah, yeah, I mean, hopefully, like I said, Ubisoft has been around for a while. They've made a lot of great games. I mean, I don't think this is they're going to be going into this uh, with like a half attitude or anything like that. But uh, (laughs) I just hope there's some sort of originality there that really makes me want to play it again. Uh, But we'll see. I mean, I can't I can't say it's going to be bad or good, but we'll see. Absolutely. So that was the last of our big stories. So we're going to move on to a segment that we call news for the short attention span. Very much like us. (laughs) So each of these we're just going to talk about for a short little bit. So uh, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, announced that they are dropping the wall running um, as it was causing issues for design. Uh, It's something that uh, Project City Red decided that um, it was actually hurting the game. Uh, potentially more than it was actually getting a gain out of it. Uh, so they decided to go ahead and X that out, which I, to me, think is great because if they know that something is not working or it potentially could cause issues, go ahead and get rid of it now. I mean, we really haven't been able to play it, so well, I don't think there's a problem with that. Yeah, and some of it I heard is even level design is what it was hurting. And for something that is uh, primarily going to be an RPG and not necessarily an FPS, uh, level design is going to have to take some priority there. Right. Uh, also for Cyberpunk 2077, uh, some journalists got their hands on it, of course, recently and been playing it, and they were able to confirm that, yes. Wait for it. You can pet the cat. You can pet the cat. Very much like the uh, Twitter account, uh, Can You Pet the Dog, who uh, checks for games that can they pet the dog or not. Uh, looks like some of the journalists found out that there uh, was a cat in the story. They were able to pet it. No word, however, right now, of whether you can actually pet the dog yet. We'll have to find Ladies out later. Ladies and gentlemen, we can pet the cat. I think uh, our job here is done. <laughs> uh, also, 
Another interesting thing that I ran across was this thing called the Couchmaster Cycon. Uh, it's a surface about 32 inches wide uh, that you put your keyboard on, put your mouse pad and mouse on. Uh, and then attached to it are two bolsters that run down the side that will run other, either side of your le legs uh, that are fairly tall. Uh, they looked like they were about you know, like six to eight inches tall, made out of memory foam to support your arms while you're using the surface. And it looked like a fantastic thing to someone who, uh, especially in the Rhone economy, the way it is, might be spending a lot more time on their couch uh, and needing to be able to use a computer that way. Uh, not always is it as comfortable to be sitting as many hours uh, in front of your desk in a computer chair. Uh, or even for those that uh, are afflicted by something, anything that causes them to be bedridden, this looks like a fantastic device to be able to give them the ability to either work more comfortably or even game more comfortably. Awesome. Uh, the next thing we got on our list is uh, for Konami, uh, Konami fans, we have Death Stranding actually coming to PC announced for July 14th, which is right around the corner for us. Uh, they're going to be bringing the game in full full force uh, quality to our PCs. Um, from a PC gamer uh, writer, Andy Kelly, he uh, actually tested it out recently, said it's beautiful. Uh, there's a whole article, if you go to PC Gamer, you can read it. Uh, but basically, uh, even with his high-end computer, he said that he was like, it was all the frames were there. He's getting at least 60 frames a minute uh, or frames a second. And uh, it just, it looked beautiful. So it's uh, something to look forward for there, especially with those who don't have a PlayStation to, to play that release on there. Absolutely. Uh, also, uh, an older game seeing new life, although much older, Halo Combat Evolved, the original Halo game, is actually getting new skins for, uh, looks like vehicles, possibly even weapons too, for the first time in 19 years. They're doing a graphical update to this game 19 years later. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see uh, what they actually do. And also I'll be interested to see if those same skins or everything are available in Halo that's playable through the Master Chief Collection. That's uh, what I was about to ask for the Xbox um, pass, because I know they just released that recently. So that may be part of that. Maybe. We'll see. So Harry Potter fans rejoice, sort of. Uh, there's a rumor, um, kind of a slight rumor, that basically uh, there's going to be a new Harry Potter game that's been actually in the works, and a little bit of it kind of leaked out recently. Uh, so all we know is that Warner Brothers is trying to release a Harry Potter game. It's going to be a full-action RPG, um, or an RPG, sorry, I'm not going to say action uh, RPG. But it's uh, basically announced for, it uh, looks like, late 2021 right now. Um, the only thing with that, obviously, with the, the COVID-19 pandemic, it's kind of hard to say that there's a hard release date right now. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, also something related to how COVID has affected release dates is Universal Studios has been working with Nintendo to create the theme park add-on of Super Nintendo World. Uh, starting off in Japan, and they have decided to delay that uh, primarily due to the concerns of COVID and, you know, introducing an area where people would get too close and contribute to the spread of that disease. Uh, so they are delaying the start, the opening of the Japan Super Nintendo World, which of course means that the Florida Super Nintendo World, which is still in the process of being built, uh, we'll see how much that gets delayed as well, because construction could be delayed as well there. Uh, but uh, it does sound like it's going to be 
an exciting kind of theme park to go to with the fact that they're doing things like magnetic wristbands where you can like punch up at uh, virtual uh, blocks and be able to get items out of it. Uh, they're going to have a uh, rides, of course, based on Nintendo properties, including, you know, Mario Kart. So that'll be interesting to see how that works with, uh, you know, all the drops and weapons that we're used to in that game. Yeah, I mean, they can they can definitely take my money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one last thing that I actually forgot to make a title for, uh, and I don't know why I forgot to do this, but apparently Konami, uh, the company that used to make video games, uh, although they still do make some soccer games and a couple mobile games, but uh, they used to make like the Metal Gear Solid series. Uh, they actually got a bomb threat from a 16-year-old high school student in Japan who is upset about the fact that a bug happened in the game he was playing, the Konami mobile game, that caused him to lose. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, I, I hate to say something like, you know, 10, 15 years ago that it would have been laughed off a little bit more, because, I mean, even bomb threats back then were taken fairly seriously. But, you know, once it was found out it was to be a child doing it, uh, you know, it kind of blew over pretty quickly. But, you know, in this day and age, something like that, uh, where we do have children that are taking things too far, uh, you know, they, they are they seem to be taking it seriously. And Tokyo police have uh, already um, taken that individual into custody and, and started the process of determining what's going on. So hopefully everything ends up being safe. And hopefully if he just made a dumb mistake that this isn't going to haunt him for the rest of his life. Yeah. That's uh, something you can't really play around with at any point, especially right now. So absolutely not. Okay. Normally the next section would be for emails, but the emails are dependent on you, our listener. So if you would like to have your email selected and read, read aloud and have our opinion on uh, what you say or what you ask us, you can email us at GOA at sasgaming.com. That's GOA for God our attention at sasgaming.com. And we'll take a look at what you send in and we'll make some choices on uh, which ones we want to read aloud and add it into the section. Other than that. All right. Well, that's a, uh... That's what got our attention this week, everybody. I hope uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you can check out the podcast live with video on Twitch, uh, currently at 8.30 on Thursdays on channels uh, Phoenix Nova, Phoenix underscore Nova, that's Phoenix with two N's, and Zycia on Thursday nights, that's XYCIA. Um, and then if you like what you heard, please follow us on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, we have our podcast available on pretty much any platform at this point that you probably use. So make sure to check us out there and subscribe. And then uh, once again, if you have any other questions or any concerns or even any ideas, uh, feel free to email us at that again is goa at sasgaming.com. Uh, until next week, you guys uh, stay safe out there and have a great fourth weekend. Take care. Yep. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.